Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thrilled to be joined now on the Danny Parkin Show on CBS Sports Radio by a coaching legend. 18 seasons at Oklahoma, a national champion, and the current head coach of the Dallas Renegades in the XFL. His book, No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach, is available now. Bob Stoops with us on CBS Sports Radio. Coach, thank you so much for the time this evening. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Uh, great to be with you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So this book spans quite a journey for you. What were the motivations in wanting to share your story at this time? Uh, well, a few things. Um, for so many years, I've been asked from coaches from every level and some from all different sports as well as other people, uh, business people, how did this happen for you? How did you become a head coach? How do I become a head coach or this leader and you know you can't you can't say you can't answer that in five minutes in a five-minute conversation as well as how did you turn Oklahoma around from so many years without a conference championship national championship how did you in two years go undefeated win a national championship and then how did you remain so consistent for the next 18 years which you know, from 2000 to now, nobody's won more games than we have. So, and and again, it's just hard to explain in a five or ten minute conversation what your philosophies were. And you know, so I I thought, why not lay it all out? This is this is what we did. This is how we did it. This was our thinking, and this is this is how we went about it. So, anyhow, it was just uh, the right time to do it, and I had the time to do it. Was any part of the process painful going over all that history? Only uh, the personal parts, uh, losing my father at a young age at 54, going through the health scare my daughter went through uh, if she was five. You know, those two things, reliving them, you know, uh, and I did, I narrated the audio version of the book, and I was surprised because those are, those those events happened a long time ago, and it was uh, I thought I was over them. And then you bring up the emotion, and it's like, wow, I I, uh, I had to stop several times reading it, and you know, because all the emotion and, and the events come flooding back. So, Do you feel, yeah. So it was, it, you know, some parts were painful. The personal parts were. Yeah, it's, I always find that interesting when I talk to people who kind of put their life down on paper. Were was it at all therapeutic to relive those tough times? Well, I don't. I don't feel that I I needed any therapy on it. I've, you know, I've had a long time with both of them to come to you know the realization of them both and what's what. I uh, you know I didn't need any therapy, so I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, but. Um, but it was hard, you know, but as you said, to, to relive some of those moments, they're not easy when they're that, you know, when they're that personal and that challenging. Bob Stoops is our guest. His book available now, No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach. 
You said, and you had the time to do it. My guess is when you were coaching, you didn't really find the time. Was it, I think when you stepped down, it surprised a lot of people. Did you ever have regrets about your decision to leave Oklahoma? I didn't. Uh, no, I, I uh, it was well thought out. Um, I, I was at a point, I had been 18 years. Nothing was negative whatsoever. We'd just been back from back-to-back-to-back Big 12 championships and winning and just won the Sugar Bowl. There was nothing negative whatsoever. I just felt that I had run my race. I had done what I could at Oklahoma. I knew I had the right guy there that could continue to push the program forward. I knew I had a very mature, experienced team that would be able to handle it. So it all fit together for me, and I thought, you know, I don't want to miss the right time for me just to step aside. I wanted a little more time and space to myself, and uh, I I felt I was complete at Oklahoma, and that was just my my feeling, no one else's. And, uh, you know, once I explained it to the team, initially they're like all concerned, something's wrong, and I, I said, guys, I laughed, I smiled, I'm like, this is all good, this is me this is my what i want to do and i explained how you guys are the ones that win not me you you go out and play you're an experienced team baker's back all these guys are with you coaches are all going to be here i know this is all good and then once they realized it they stood up gave me a standing ovation came up and hugged me and i explained that all in the book and it was all great it's just because it's odd everybody has a hard time with it and and too many times people think there's something wrong when there was nothing wrong. It was just what I wanted to do. Did you hear from any of your coaching brethren within the fraternity? Like, hey, Bob, what the hell are you doing? You got Baker Mayfield. He's going to win a Heisman. And then you have Kyler Murray, and he wins a Heisman. Like, it seemed like a pretty good time to be the head coach at Oklahoma. It was. and But that's part of the reason why I wanted to step away. Because um, I knew it would continue on in a great way. I knew Lincoln Riley was the right guy. I totally knew he, he's going to continue to push the program forward. I didn't need it. Um, I don't need all that. Uh, at the end of the day, I was satisfied. I loved the fact that I could step away and the, the program would continue to go forward. And did I hear from all my buddies? Of course I did. But, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't come by the, the, you know, the decision lightly. I, I had thought about it. So in the end, it was just right for me. I'm curious, you know, as you're dominating the Big 12 for the better part of two decades, something was happening in the NFL, which was any Big 12 quarterback that would go pro really wasn't having success. It didn't seem like a league that was preparing you for the next level at that position. And then it changed, and Big 12 quarterbacks started dominating. Obviously, Pat Mahomes, but... Beyond that, I mean, obviously your guy Baker and now Kyler Murray's having success early. What do you think changed within either the Big 12 or the pro game that allowed for quarterbacks from that conference to have success at the next level? Well, I don't think any one conference dominates who goes to the NFL and does well. It's who's the, uh, you know, who's the coordinators in the NFL and the head coaches that are working with these guys and getting them to play the way they need to play. I don't. I don't think any one conference has a has a uh, patent on that. At the end of the day, these guys are talented. There, uh, there's more and more offenses in the NFL that are open to what 
you know, the spread offenses are doing and the, uh, you know, the offenses we've run uh, are doing and, and they're emulating a lot of it. So you see more and more of, you know, these college offenses, the principles of it and, um, you know, that are in the NFL's offenses now. So, um, so anyhow, uh, you see more and more of people doing it in the NFL, what these guys have been used to doing. Yeah. I always wondered how that worked. So does an NFL coach just study your, like Lincoln Riley's film, or is he coming to practice and calling you up and saying, you know, how would you bring the RPO or the spread to the next level? Because when I'm watching it, it feels to me like I'm watching those college Big Twelve offenses just being played with professional players. No, they're 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 emulating what what we've been doing. There, there's no question about it. Whether they're studying it just on film or tape, which you can, uh, you don't need to be in a, a personal meeting to figure out what they're doing, or or there's some conversations going on. But there's there's some of that. No, there's no question about it. We're talking to Bob Stoops. His book's available now, No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach, former national champion head coach at Oklahoma. You think the NFL is going to come calling for Lincoln Riley? Oh, they already have. I'm sure they will. But that that doesn't mean it'll go. You know, I'm not speaking for Lincoln at all. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure they have and will. But he'll he'll do what's right for he and his family and, and his, uh, his path in, in the University of Oklahoma. You mentioned building a program. Right now, college football seems to be lacking parity. Um, you know, Clemson and Bama are kind of lapping the field, and, you know, Clemson's recruiting kids all the way from California now. And even if Georgia can step up and have a big recruiting class, like at least I, that. I would G- disagree with that because uh, Alabama and Georgia went to overtime last year, right? Yes. Oklahoma went to overtime with Georgia right in the Rose Bowl. So, I mean, they're not that far off. And How many teams do you think are playing on that level? How many teams do you think legitimately can win a a national championship in college football? The the obvious ones right now are, you know, just like you said, Clemson and Alabama. And then I think there's Georgia, Oklahoma are right there. So is Ohio State. They've won one not too far off. And then I think uh, other teams, Notre Dame just played the heck out of Georgia. Uh, LSU, uh, which I think now, which I got to give them big kudos, now throwing the football like they are, which we've been doing for a long time. Look out, because they've always had great athletes, but now if they can be explosive and throw the ball and put up big numbers, which they're doing, look out. So I don't I don't know that it's that far off. You know, there's there's – seven, eight teams that are, you know, tight. That's it. That's it. And it's interesting because of the last few years. So you think like geographically, um, I, I always find it interesting, you know, so you mentioned Ohio state, that would, I guess, be the exception, but it seems like such a geographic disadvantage to not be in a warm weather place. And maybe even more specifically in the Southeast where, you know, Clemson can go through the ACC. That's easier, but geographically they're still in that hotbed. And so I just wonder like a program like Michigan or Penn state or Notre Dame or USC, it feels like they're operating behind the eight ball to me from afar. Well, USC is not in a cold weather place. That is true, and, and and they've got a better advantage than maybe the others. So, but I don't, I don't, I don't 
totally open with you because you have a good point or a fair point that it's harder for whatever reason. Uh, the more you get, you know, the more north you are, it, it, I think it does become more difficult. So if you were coach, I know you're not, but how, how would you try to overcome that geographic disadvantage? I don't know that you can. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's that's how I see it too. And it's just, I, I just don't know if that's good. Like last well, year for, you know. I, I would I would just jump to Ohio State. They have, you know, they're, they're right there with everybody. Ohio State's is talented and it has as good of players as anyone does, I believe. We're talking to Bob Stoops, his book, No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach, available now wherever books are sold. How would you describe your, uh, is it excitement? Is it nerves? Like, How would you describe your mindset to get back on a sideline coaching in the XFL? Oh, it's more excitement than anything. I, you know, I, I'm excited about it. I think we're going to play exciting, fun football to watch and, and the coach. And, uh, you know, you think about it, there's, you know, the last five, ten guys cut from every NFL team, those, those are really good football players. So we, we've got a chance to work with those guys that have played a lot of football. I think it's going to be fun, exciting, and uh, I can't wait for it. So it's got great leadership in Oliver Luck, our uh, commissioner, and uh, owner Vince McMahon. So I think all in all, it's going to be awesome. Do you think there is a, a scenario, you know, a Trevor Lawrence type where a top-flight college player might say, I want to get paid in the XFL before I go to the NFL? Oh, maybe, but I think those will be outliers, and I don't think we're looking to make our name on those guys at all. So uh, so who knows? We'll see where that goes. In terms of style of play, what do you think the XFL is going to be like? Oh, I think it's going to be fun. we got a little bit of a quicker clock. There's going to be less dead time, which everybody wants. So I, I think it's going to be really fun and exciting. Um, you know, we got a lot of good football players on everybody's team. Uh, we will. Our, our uh, uh, draft will be in mid-October. But uh, so anyway, um, like I said, with a little quicker clock and all, it's going to be exciting. Well, Bob, thank you very much for the time. I hope everyone goes out and gets the book, No Excuses, The Making of a Head Coach. We appreciate your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.